0: So today I'm going to be talking about automation tools, apps like Zapier and Integra I like Used correctly, these can revolutionize parts of your business, streamline what you do, reduce mistakes and massively save costs in terms of time and also in wages for people doing repetitive and time-consuming tasks. However, used inappropriately, they can be a massive drain on time and also cause you more problems than they solve. So you need to know when to use them and when not to use them. That is exactly what I'm going to be covering today. I'll give some real life examples and also some key lessons learned along the way. Okay, so automation tools. Now, here we're talking about things like Zapier, like Integromat. Um, They are web-based apps that allow you to get two different apps or more two or more different apps, I should say, to talk to each other. So for example, if you had a form set up on your website and somebody submits that form, then you could have that as a trigger into your automation tool to do whatever you wanted with that information. You could create a document in your Google Docs or in your, your Microsoft Docs and then put that information in there. You could save that as a PDF and send it to somebody via email. You could then trigger something in your task management app to say, you know, the sales team needs to follow up with that person. You can do lots of clever integrated actions or um, actions based on any trigger you want. It could be someone, an email arriving, it could be someone purchasing something on your website, like pretty much anything you can think of that something clicks on a web page or on a app or on some service that you use that can typically be set up as a trigger to then do whatever you want with it. They, they are absolutely amazing. And it means you can basically get apps to talk to each other, which don't have any native integrations. And this can Really help reduce the reliance on people in your business to do stuff that actually machines can do really efficiently and slickly. Now that's all the good stuff about them. But actually, why would you not use them if they sound so amazing? Well, they actually take huge amounts of time to set up. You need to maintain them, and things go wrong as often often as they go right. But there is a good place for them. So some of the the the. Key areas which I do think they do serve a purpose. And those are, for example, when you've got high frequency tasks you want to capture some data from. So for example, say if you run an e-commerce site and you basically had people purchasing and you wanted to pull that data into a spreadsheet and then do some um, clever stuff with that data, maybe process it on the spreadsheet and send it somewhere else or whatever it is you want to do. That sort of stuff is like really, really useful or anything that's um, prone to human error. So something that's quite time consuming. So maybe moving files around or creating documents on templates, all that sort of stuff. So anything that's really repetitive, doesn't require a brain to sort of think of you know, subjective things. It's just following a very strict process, but is prone to, to mistakes or just really, really uh, mind numbingly uh, boring to do so many times. That's the sort of stuff that is really good. And the key lesson here is though, and this is something that is so phenomenal, you've got to got to take this on board. You should only really be looking to automate processes and um, tasks that are already tried and tested. Now, there's a good reason for that is that once you automate something, it's only going to do the same thing time and time again. It's not going to improve. It will actually just replicate any errors that you've got in that process. So it will, can actually have a detrimental effect because it can actually amplify any problems with your systems, with your setup, and. You there's no human involved in that. So there's no one to sort of spot that or to think, oh, how could this be done a better way? So we only really want to be looking to automate stuff that you are pretty damn sure you're not gonna change or you don't need to be developing. Because once you've automated it, you'll probably it's like a set set and forget thing. You don't go back to it if it's not broken, but it also doesn't have that human involved who would then notice something could be improved, notice it could be done better, something's been done wrong and needs to change it. So you've got to be really mindful of that. So conversely, when would you not use these? Well, obviously, if if you haven't tried and tested a process, then the same applies, as I said, it will amplify that problem or the issue with that. So don't actually use this stuff unless you know the process is uh, sure. And then um, make sure that you aren't replicating something in an automation tool that can be done really easily elsewhere. And I'll give you an example for this. So I had a client the other day and we were speaking about setting up a Zapier using using Zapier. And that's one of the automation tools that's very popular. And the idea was simple. Every time somebody booked into his accommodation, he does Airbnb type accommodation, he would pull that data from the website and put it into a spreadsheet so he could then total up the total revenue for, for all his properties and split it out by property, et cetera. And then he, then he set up this really clever zap that would then remove anyone that cancelled by finding the, the, the booking number and cross-referencing it with the spreadsheet and, and removing that row. So it was a really clever zap, probably taking you know, quite a few hours to sort of set up. And we actually spent a couple of one-to-one sessions actually going through it. And then I just sort of mentioned, you know, well, this sounds like quite basic functionality that you're trying to look at. Surely like the, the app itself, does that not have any reporting on it? And he went and looked and actually after about five minutes, he figured out that he could actually just get somebody, one of his team, just to log in once a month and download a CSV file with all the information that he needed and then get them to clean it up in about five minutes. And so he spent hours setting up something that actually wasn't necessary because there was there was a solution already there that was a really low-cost solution. It was a once-a-month task. It took about 10 Minutes in total to do. It's not the sort of thing that is really worth automating. So do just do a sense check before you dive in, because the thing with automation is if you if you're a bit of a geek like me, you're or or anybody in fact, when you get into this stuff, it's super like it is really clever, and you can just get sucked into this world of oh I can automate it, therefore I will, even if actually there's no real need to. And I've been in that trap. I've wasted many many tens or dozens or hundreds of hours probably in creating the most. Com, conflict complex, can't think of the word, uh, the most complex, convoluted, that's the word I was looking for, convoluted uh, automations that do really clever stuff. But the problem is, A, it took me ages and ages to do it. B, it was so convoluted and so complex that we change one part of the process and everything breaks. And C, those weren't properly tried and tested. I was sort of like, you know, almost using it as a testing ground. That's not the way to do it. Get humans involved, try something out, if it's working, brilliant, then think about taking it forward and actually getting um, your assistant or whoever to uh, to do the work for you. And I'll talk about that in a second as well. So there's other challenges you need to be aware of. There's lots of negativity in this episode because people are a bit like, it's a shiny penny for many people. Oh, we can automate this, you know, like with chatbots. Oh, they're great. Chatbots are brilliant if you've got a team to set them up and, you know, populate them and all the rest of it. For most like little small business owners, it's like really, really time consuming to get involved. So that's a whole nother topic and debate that I could go into for hours, but we're specifically talking about automation tools here like Zapier and TechMap. So the problems with, uh, another challenge challenges I should say with these tools are they require a certain level of expertise to use properly. You need somebody who's really tech savvy, who's got that sort of systems brain, who understands about logic, who understands about, you know, it's all about taking inputs from one uh, step and putting as the Sorry, taking outputs from one step and putting the inputs into the next step and about manipulating that data and moving it around between apps. It's sort of like the real techie software development type of stuff, but without any coding involved. And so you need that sort of brain. So you either need to have that, but I'll come to that in a second, or you need to hire somebody with that specific sort of brain mindset. Um, so there is an element of training, an element of knowledge acquisition needed before you can get the most out of these things. But you can actually start just to have a mess around without, There really, anyone can use it. You don't need to have a green computing or anything to use. They're super, super simple to use. You just need the right kind of brain. And, um, The other thing is, once you've got these things set up, is you've got to maintain them. So somebody has to actually make sure they are working and they just stop working for some reason, sometimes for for no apparent reason. So you need somebody to just check in it now and again, especially if it's a mission critical thing. Is it still switched on? Is it working? You know, if you break it by changing. So I know, say if you're subscribed to something and you change your subscription level or maybe you uh um, degrade your account or maybe change your your username or your password or something it can actually end up breaking the zap without you realizing it or I'll tell you what one one thing we did was we set up a quite a clever zap to pull information from a form that was submitted and then it put it into certain places in our business it was it was really useful but the problem was the person setting it up had used the form name, so it was like literally like a um, uh, clan onboarding form one, and they used that. But then we changed the name to, I don't know, uh, client discovery form or whatever. We just changed the name. Now that broke the zap, and it's a simple fix. You can actually use like the computer generated ID in the backend stuff, but. The person set up didn't know that, so they didn't. So all our apps, all our apps, sorry, broke because we end up and I did a big review of all our uh, form our names and updated them all thinking I was being really clever. It broke everything. And we had to then go and figure out why is this not working? But we didn't spot it for a while. So we missed quite a lot of data because it's actually broken while you're not, there's no human involved. Things carry on. People still submit the form but it's not been captured. It's not been processed and they've got a backlog to actually go through and process that manually. So that is the problem with um, uh, with setting up automation is it's sort of like set and forget. It's sort of out of sight, out of mind. You've got to actually keep that forefront of your mind and that's another thing. You've got to, have a system in place to track what they are doing. Simply setting something up in like Zapier or whatever, that's great, it'll do something. But it's probably gonna interact with other apps. It may interact with your people. It may send you know, tasks to your people. It may request information from somebody. It may send a form, it may send an email. Unless you've got visibility about how that automation fits in with all the other systems going on in your business, it can sort of like just get lost and forgotten. And when the person who set it up leaves, You can be left completely high and dry like we were when we had loads of clever automation set up in Integromat, the person set them up, left the company and literally nobody knew how they worked. They worked until they stopped working and then we just ditched them and started again and did it a different way because nobody could figure out how they worked. We didn't have that that specialist skill set, and it wasn't something I wanted to invest in getting back. So we decided to just scrap it cut our losses, and then start again a simpler version. So you've got to be aware of that, that you've got to be able to see what's going on, document it well, make sure that there's a handover process involved. This may all sound like a lot of hard work, and it is. But if you don't do these simple things, then I would say avoid using automation tools because it'll come back to bite you in the future. So another challenge is you can, as I said before, they're sort of like shiny pennies. It's really can get really fun to get sunk into this, but you can lose many, many, many hours doing that. And I said before about, you know, somebody's got to have the knowledge to do this. And I would really highly recommend where you need to automate, and there are some things you do need to automate to make your business work more efficiently, you try and avoid you you being the person actually setting those up, trying and get somebody else to do it for you. And that may involve putting them through some training. Now, these apps have good training uh, attached to them because they obviously want you to use them. They also have great support. So you can actually you know ping over a message, I'm stuck with this, can you help me figure out how to do this? But the other key thing is, if you think about, we talked about, Um, automating processes that are already being done. that have already been sort of nailed in your business and then automating it. So the person who's doing it day to day, they know it really well. If you can get them to set up the automation, the Zapier or the Integromat, get them to set it up, not you. It will involve, as I said, some training them up, getting them up to speed, but actually it's a really useful skill set to have in your business. And then they can then put the time in to set it up, to test it and to document it. So you then map it out, as I said before, so you, you capture what's going on, how does it interact with your the rest of your business? How do I maintain it? What, you know, what could go wrong? Get them to actually capture that and create a document, an operations manual for that, that Zapier or Zap or that integramat setup. So therefore, if they leave or when they leave, Somebody else could actually step in and read that and understand how it works. So that's, yeah, they are good, but you've got to have some things in place to uh, make sure that they don't end up coming back to bite you. And the other thing is, you can just over engineer stuff. You know, I've sort of made this point, but I'll stress it really. Sometimes automation, just because you can, it doesn't mean you should. And so just Sense check before you start automating. How, like I said about that client before, uh, about setting all this stuff up and then realizing it's a much much simpler way to do it. Just sense check. Make sure that the existing apps, the existing setup, uh, actually hasn't got some functionality that you could use uh, without having to go down. Uh, the, uh, the uh, rabbit hole of automation tools. So I'll give you a works example of where we've used these really successful and continue to use it. And that's when someone books onto my podcast, I have a form they fill in. No, actually they book their appointment on my calendar that automatically asks them to fill in a form part of my Acuity booking system. That then has a native integration to set up a Zoom meeting and to book into my calendar. So I don't need to use an automation tool for that because the the Acuity booking system has a native integration. And that is number one rule. Always, always use native integrations if you can, which are the same as using something like, you know, an A-, a, a, a an API tool, which is like Zapier or Integromat, It's the same effect, but it's already done within the app. So you just basically uh, click, you know, you, you, you click which apps you want to integrate and then they'll do all the talking for you. There's no setting up, there's no maintenance, much, much, much more straightforward. So always look for that first. But then part of the puzzle that wasn't available was to get that form data and put it into our CRM where we wanted it, but also to create a Google doc in my uh, Google Drive to create a folder to put that Google Doc into, to then ping a message or uh, create a task on my virtual assistant's task management board to ask her to then process that interview form, collect some additional information from the internet about the interviewee, and then to put that all ready for me to actually interview the person. So it was a multi-step process. It involved assigning tasks, creating documents, creating folders, and also um, populating our CRM as well in a certain way. And so all of that was taken care of by the automation tool. Could that have been done by a human? Yeah, of course it could. Could copy and paste, copy and paste, but actually it only take it took an hour or two to set up and actually saves about an hour every single week because it's something we do week in, week out. So that was something that was really, really worth doing and effective. Um, And really just to stress this point about using native integrations wherever possible. So, in that previous example, I talked about the fact that we wanted to get some of the data of that form into our CRM in a very specific way. And we couldn't do that with a native integration. We couldn't be specific enough and put it where we wanted it. But we we currently use Acuity. Now, Calendly, which is another calendar booking app, they've recently improved the integration with our CRM and we use ActiveCampaign CRM. And there's now a really strong native integration between Calendly and ActiveCampaign. And so I've now got one of my assistants setting up some test forms so we can see, can we now remove the need to have that part in Zapier and bring it into a native integration, which means that going forward, every meeting we set up, we can just do so in a couple of clips click, sorry, without having to jump into Zapier, set up a whole new Zap, you know, change everything. You know, it was a real time consuming thing for every single appointment type we set up, we have to go and amend our Zap or set up, the, set up a new part of the Zap to make it actually work. And that's, you know, can get forgotten, it can be done wrongly, it can break, you know whatever and but when you've got a native integration it's all taken care of so we're actually could probably to move our calendar booking system with a cost of maybe four or five hours work maybe even more uh, because actually in the future it will save us all the headache of having to set up the zaps and all the risks of doing that as well and maintaining and all the rest of it as I've talked about before so that's it really in summary. If you're gonna do this, get someone to do it for you wherever you can, to get the person who's doing the task already to actually set up the app for you and follow on from that or preceding that is try to only really automate stuff you already know works and you're not gonna be changing or updating in the near future. Also, use a native integration wherever possible. And really, probably the take home from this is less is more. Yes, they have their place. Yes, they can totally revolutionize parts of your business and be really powerful. But don't get sucked into the absolute time drain that setting up and maintaining automation tools is for most business owners when they start using them. And I hold my hands up and admit that that was me for at least a couple of years when I first got my hands on them. But I've learned my lesson and we use them now, but we use them to great effect when we do. Cool. If you found this episode helpful, please leave us a review. Please subscribe to the podcast. And it's been a pleasure to speak to you today and I'll see you next time. Thanks very much.